Today on Double E, Elevating Entrepreneurs, I have a guest with us, Oscar Gomez. He's part of Bridgeway Solutions. It's a company that helps businesses become more efficient with their utilities. Oscar, why don't you go ahead and say hi to the listeners? All right. Hi, everybody. It's a pleasure to be on uh, this cast here. This is actually my first one, so bear with me. (laughs) But it is exciting, so. Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? How did you um, get into starting Bridgeway and um, a little bit about your company and what you guys do? Right. Okay, cool. Um, So just a little bit about my background. Um, You know, I kind of like to go back to like high school and college. Um, You know, people take college classes and, you know, specialize in specific things. And, you know, after my two years, after two years of, of taking some college classes, I uh, didn't really realize, I didn't really understand what I wanted to do, um, but something clicked. I, I realized that I needed to go meet people. I needed to network. Um, I also needed to grow my hospitality and, and, and uh, you know, social skills. Uh, so I stopped going to college after two years and I went into bartending. And that can be kind of scary too, because, you know, you get sucked into the industry, you get sucked into the restaurant industry. Um and you'll stay in there forever because there's a lot of money to be uh, to make. But I went in there with the attitude that, you know, I was just going to make a bunch of money. I was going to take I was going to meet a bunch of people, get a bunch of business cards. And I actually planned that, uh, uh, you know, later on, some CEO or somebody, some company was going to take me on. And, you know, I was either going to do sales or go from there. I don't know. Uh, and sure enough, um, about eight years later, I, I bartended for about eight years and uh um, this company, uh, the CEO came in and was like, Hey, I want you to come help me grow, uh, my sales department for this new company. It's an energy conservation company, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I did both of them. I was working 12 hour shifts, uh, where I would work in the restaurant, uh, at night. And then I would, uh, uh, do sales during the day. And I did that for about two years, uh, until late last year where I, or I finally made the full transition. And I got out of the restaurant industry. And it was pretty exciting because uh, I never really had weekends, nighttime, you know, everybody was partying on my friends. I see the social media and and I was like, you know what, it's just going to pay off. I'm going to have my time, you know. So I, I, I got to work and I started building this company and I've been with them for almost three years now. Um, I'm considered one of the co-founders. Uh, we've recently uh, been acquired by uh, Bridgeway Solutions, which is our company um and which our company now and uh they brought on an additional technology a clean air technology um which is with the whole pandemic is just kind of um it's it's a big hit people are needing it and you know clean air has been an issue but we're finally realizing it's an issue so there's a market for that uh that actually plays into our uh conservation saving utilities and stuff because you can save energy um when your hvac system doesn't have to uh recycle uh, the air. And um, so anyways, uh, we, we got, we found a variety of technologies um, from around the world, all, all these people that are making smart controls, et cetera. And we built these partnerships with them and we basically made it a one-stop shop. Um, so, but all these smart controls and technologies that you can think of the most advanced, um, you know, in modern day and, uh, and we're facing uh, a huge problem that we found um, is that utility companies, they profit billions of dollars from wasted utilities. 
uh, and that's a problem. I mean, that's a lot of wasteful uh, for it's a lot of wasteful electricity, gas, and water for the environment, right? But it's also wasteful uh, when you talk dollar values uh, to business owners. Um, so that's the problem that we're fixing. You know, they, they shouldn't be profiting billions of dollars from inefficiencies and you know waste utilities. So we fix that problem, and I can go into detail later on. Um, it, about the technologies and how they work. Um, but basically we package it all into a program. We call it an EcoBridge program. And it uh, uh, basically, at, there's no money out of pocket for the customer because we provide all the capital expenses to install these solutions. Um, so we package all of these solutions, uh, we package all of them in, in a program that we trademarked called the EcoBridge program, and we provide all the capital expenses, all the project planning to retrofit buildings and make them more efficient. Um, so uh, the only thing that we want to do is share the savings with the customer. So um, uh, we go into a, like a, some type of services agreement for about five years on average, and we basically share the savings with the customer. Uh, so let's say we save on, they're spending $10,000 per month on their utilities. We bring it down to $8,000. Um, that $2,000 difference is what we share with them. So they're getting all of these technologies and solutions, no cost out of pocket, uh, and they see savings at the same time. It's kind of a no brainer, um, you know, but you also have to have a lot of capital. And, you know, that's another thing that we've built relationships and partnerships with independent investors, uh, as well as banks. Okay, that's awesome. So um, how do you see or what do you guys project for your growth going into 2020? I know you said it's a great time to be in that industry due to COVID and, you know, what's happening in the environment and the current climate and uh, things like that. So where, where do you guys see yourselves growing into this year? Um, so this next year, 2021, we're looking at about 15 to 20 million. And then wow. after that, we should quadruple that. that and it should just be a falling, you know, rolling snowball effect, just growth, growth, growth. Uh, we actually had uh, this gentleman, uh, probably not going to say his name right now, but he was part of the, uh, um, I guess, the top four decision makers when the economy collapsed back in 2008, 2009. And he was one of the four decision makers saying that, hey, you know, this bank gets money, this bank does not get money. Uh, and it was a big problem uh, that he was solving. And, you know, we, we were partners with him. Um, uh, we, we still have those relationships. And he basically told us, you guys are sitting on a multi-billion dollar company. And that's coming from somebody like that. It's kind of a big it, deal. It's a big yeah, deal. That's awesome. So how do you guys develop these relationships with these investors, these big um, influencers, like what are some tips for our listeners that are trying to grow their business out there? They're trying to connect with these people of influence um, to get mentorship, to get guidance, to get the you know clout. What are some things that helped you guys develop those relationships? That's really just the the legwork where you do the cold calling. You know, you you're not only cold calling, uh, you know, businesses or, or potential customers. You're cold calling investors and people like that. You know, trying to grab their attention. Hey, I have this deal. I have this project. We, we you know, look at the structure uh, of our company. Uh, there's so much potential in it. We go, we you know, meetings and meetings and grab them, grab their interest. And you know, there's a bunch of negotiation back and forth. Um, and sure enough, you'll find a couple out there. 
uh, that are like, hey, I'll give you five million, ten million. You know, um, I mean, obviously there's an interest, but you know, for us to have that money up front uh, to to do these kind of projects and buy these technologies and install them and hire people, uh, you know, that's that's the way to start. You know, it's cold calling even banks. You know, just try to raise money. Um, so I, I think just go out there and do the legwork, do the, do the work. It's hard. It's nerve wracking. There's a lot of people that are going to tell you no, um, but don't let it get to you. I think that's one of the hardest jobs, uh, you know, is cold calling and sales. But if you learn how to do that and you can do that, it's, it's going to take you very far. That's awesome. What are some things that helped you get through those no's or kind of overcome those obstacles? And was there like a specific turning point for you guys while you were growing your business that something really clicked, like maybe like someone that you spoke to and they gave you a great piece of advice or, you know, a uh, certain book that you guys read or anything like specific that really helped you? It's definitely trial and error. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just trial and error for sure. Uh, you know, just get those no's, just refine it. Um, so you understand what people want to hear, record your phone calls, um, hear what people don't want to hear, because um, time's valuable, especially the CEOs and you know big name people. Uh, their time is very valuable, and you know you've really got 20, 30 seconds, um, you know, to hit your script uh, and and either grab their attention or you're gonna mess up, and it's gonna tell you no. Um, one of the books that we are reading as a company. Uh, actually, there's two of them, the 21 Laws of Leadership, and I believe it's 21 Laws of Teamwork as well. Mm -hmm. um, those are book, great books to read uh, because it really digs deep. As a company, uh, you know, you read it with other people. It, we read it together, and it's like, you know, hey, we need to start growing and taking a lot of focus in our culture. Uh, the people that you work with is a big deal. Their mindset, their goals need to be aligned with yours. The work ethic, you need to be able to trust people. Uh, you know, so the culture is really a huge one. So re uh, reading this about leadership and teamwork uh, makes a huge difference because, uh, you know, you start realizing companies out there that are just focused on the dollars, that are just focused, you know, on growth, and they'll cut the, la the low 10% and, you know, completely disregard you know that's somebody's life they got families and stuff like that um mm -hmm. so you, it's kind of teaching us to once we start growing we're going to be prepared to teach uh everybody else that we bring on board um our ways and you know how to be leaders and you know how to work together and things like that it really makes a difference that's awesome so are you developing like a um kind of a game plan for you know, the training and the leadership for people to go through as they come on board? Like, are you guys creating a process for people when they get started, like books and things like that? Are you guys just picking and learning and you coach people on an individual basis? Individual basis, because everybody's different. Everybody's different. So it really depends on, you know, you, you interview people, you got to interview people before you hire them mm -hmm. and uh, just see where their head is at, what kind of goals they are, if they're a good fit, you know, and, and maybe they might not be a good fit, but you still want to hire them because they got the strive, they got the work ethic mm -hmm. inside of them. And you can see that. Uh, so everybody's different. I don't think that there's a structural kind of game plan that you can put overall. Uh, I guess until, I mean, we start reaching the hundreds and hundreds of, yeah. of uh, employees then it's like, okay, now we need like handbooks and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, what is working? What's not working? Um, but right now, as, as we're a smaller startup company, okay. um, which is kind of individual basis, and we got to okay. be very particular in who we bring on board. Okay, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So can you walk us through a little bit more in depth about 
you know, what what all the details of the technology is that you guys use and how you guys have grown that as you've been progressing as a company? Okay, yeah. Uh, so we started with uh, electricity. Some of these guys that I work with, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're older. They're in the 40s, 50s, right? And, you know, I'm very grateful that I'm 26 and I'm, I get to be surrounded by them. Um, anyways, they've been in the industries, very similar industries, whether it's the energy industry, real estate, whatever, um, for 20 plus years. So they come with all that knowledge and expertise. I really just come with the communication and, you know, handling the, the customers and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause I, I, I have patience and <laughs> I get temper. <laughs> so, um, uh, which is important to have right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and a client facing uh, business. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so they basically, um, you know, with everybody's individual knowledge and research and developments, um, you know, we put it all together. And, you know, some people had previous relationships already built or building new relationships um, with different technologies. But the biggest uh, one that this started was, with was uh, electricity because okay. um, everybody's going to need electricity. The industry is actually recession proof because it's you, everybody's always going to need electricity. Right. right? And um, so that's how it started. And we just added natural gas and water to it because we found more solutions for that. Um, so. Uh, I'll go ahead and start with electricity. H your HVAC system uh, is probably is most most of the time uh, the largest consumer of, mm -hmm. of electricity inside your facility. Then it goes to like LED lighting or refrigeration if for like restaurants or hotels uh, and, and then miscellaneous little appliances. Um, so it starts with the HVAC. If, we, if your HVAC unit is consuming 50% of your total consumption and we can re reduce that by 20, 30%, that's a big piece, right? Right. Uh, big piece of the puzzle. So one of the smart controls for the HVAC is that it allows the unit to speed up and slow down with variable speeds. Hmm. Um, we have a catalyst that uh, makes the re refrigerant and coolant um, a lot smoother. Um, so so basically the units just work less. Uh, they don't have to work as hard. Uh, we have more efficient motors because there's always friction. You know, when, when motors are turning, there's always friction in there. Uh, so we have, we found a partner that, that develops very efficient motors. So we go in there and we replace them. Um, and, you know, uh, HVAC, like manufacturers of HVAC companies could install these, um, you know, for retail. They mm -hmm. could, but they don't because it will raise the price of their units that, uh, by thousands of dollars. Uh, so they don't, right? They do their part as much as they can, cost effective, uh, to make them as efficient as possible, but they don't install these types of solutions that we have because it's going to raise the price too much and somewhat, and, you know, consumers are just go somewhere else without realizing how great, you know, the solutions are. So it leaves the market for us. Uh, and there's a lot of old buildings out there that, uh, instead of replacing an old HVAC unit, let's just make it more efficient and it'll last longer. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, excuse me. Um, so that's one of them. Uh, and, then, and then we have another one um, for refrigeration, very similar um, to the HVAC variable speeds. The fans can slow down, they can speed up rather than just those units turning on full blast and then turning off. Um, we have another one that uh, for refrigeration that uh, it, it, instead of, so those units, they read air temperature. And once the air temperature of a freezer or refrigerator uh, goes goes below a certain point, it'll kick on to cool it back down. Mm -hmm. um, well, this 
uh, solution that we have is kind of some type of gel silicone sub substance mm -hmm. that uh, resembles the produce inside of uh, that, mm -hmm. whatever is inside of that refrigeration. So once that produce goes below temperature of that gel, mm -hmm. which simulates it, then it'll kick on rather than air temperature. Because in restaurants, okay. I, I don't know if, you, if anybody's ever worked in restaurants, uh, whoever has, you know, they, they have large walk-ins where you got to walk in and out. You got to get produce, the chefs are going in and out. And that temperature variation just is, is way too great um, so that those units are kicking on for no reason. And it's mm -hmm. wasting a significant amount of electricity. Um, probably the lowest hanging fruit, I probably should have started with this one, is <laughs> LED lighting. Okay. Um, it, LED lighting is probably the most popular, understandable as well. Um, you know, you switch over from an halogen, which I don't know, you get a 60, 80 watt bulb um, that's emitting heat. And so it's working against your HVAC system. It's not as bright. And then uh, all these people are switching over to LED lights, which consume half the amounts of uh, require half the amount of wattage. Uh, they're brighter and they emit little to no heat. That's a big difference, um, you know, and it's probably the most popular because I think that's the one that our clients their, their consumers or customers see, you know, uh, grocery stores, you want your stuff bright, you want to be able to see what's, what's in the produce section. Um, one of our customers is La Fiesta Mexican grocery store mm -hmm. um, uh, down in South Texas, and we're trying to get the rest of them, show them, hey, um, you know, look at the benefits. And, you know, uh, we got our feedback, you know, that their client, their customers um, are saying, you know, wow, this is beautiful in here. Um, you know, so they're getting uh, a higher positivity from their consumers and they're getting, uh, you know, more uh, more traffic because it's brighter, the parking lots are brighter, et cetera. So that's probably the lowest hanging fruit. Uh, I think it's the most popular. Um, but then, you know, we have water solutions as well. Um, those meters out there, uh, they sometimes can record air. Mm. So you're paying for <laughs> air. <laughs> You know, so we, we put in this smart water valve that reduces the amount of air that's being read by that meter and it reduced water consumption by five, 10 percent. Um, and then natural gas actually comes in correlation to uh, the HVAC systems and different type of boilers and things like that. It can get complicated because there's so many different types of uh, uh, units. Um, you know, here we have centralized HVAC units that spread air throughout a building. Right, but in Central America, they they use uh, more. Uh, what do they call? I'm drawing a blank. They're like compact units for each individual room. Mm -hmm. um, but we have solutions for those as well. So it it just varies greatly, and really need professional people uh, looking at this. So we've grown our engineering department um, all around it. So they know they know what to deal with, especially when we come with uh, something we've never seen before or, or whatnot. So. It's just kind of a brief, you know, low-level view of the kind of solutions that we have and, and the impact that it has. That's awesome. What are um, some tips that you guys give, you know, potential customers or consumers to conserve on electricity and energy? You know, that's hard because there there are there are uh, businesses out there that try to do what we do, uh, but they are telling people to change the habits of hmm. uh, their their workforce, their employees. Like, you know, you, you get a school district and they're telling, they, they hire this company and they're, this company is telling the school district, hey, your teachers need to turn off the HVAC unit for 15 minutes at certain times. They need to turn off the light at certain times. That's affecting behavior. You don't want to 
you, it's conserving, right? But you don't want to change the behavior of employees and workers. Right. Um, so that's what we go after. Okay. Um, we can we can do all these solutions. You work as normal. You consume as normal. Uh, we're just going to install these solutions in the background that you know customers will never see. Um, so I, maybe one of the advice that I one of the things that I can uh, advice that I can offer is you know invest in the uh, energy management software. Uh, where you can see what your buildings are doing through the palm of your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's another thing that we do is offer offer that kind of software. Okay, that's awesome. Very cool. Um, so, what are some things that have really um, helped propel you guys forward as a company to grow and um, you know into this new season of growth for you guys? What are some specific things um, that you guys feel like really helped you get to where you are now? So traditionally, uh, companies have a large inside sales where you know people are just sitting there calling, calling, calling. Mm-hmm. Well, in today's world, people know everybody. You know, somebody always knows somebody else, mm-hmm. and it'll be easier to get inside the door, get the attention of somebody, if they have a personal relationship with the person that I know or right? a mutual connection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we focused on building uh, what we call a channel partner. Uh, channel partner department. Um, I'm actually the channel partner manager. So uh, instead of just cold calling and trying to build relationships out of nothing, you know, I can go on LinkedIn or something and find consultants, environmental consultants, business consultants, uh, businesses that offer facility services, uh, HVAC companies, LED lighting companies. They already have client base. They already have relationships, you know, so let's just give them a piece of the pie for introducing us. You know, they also get to get the bring more value to their customers. And let's build that. Uh, let's, you know, so I think that we really honed in on that, on our channel partners. Um, so that, that really propelled us. And, you know, the statistics for cold calling are very low. I mean, in the 1%, you know, you uh-huh. call 100 people, you probably get one that might be interested. Mm-hmm. That's too low. I mean, that's old school. It's like looking through the, through the yellow <laughs> yeah. pages. We don't need to do that anymore. It's utilize relationships, utilize technology. Okay. Um, so that's that's actually my job. So if anybody out there is, you know, interested in making money, um, you know, you can get commissions off of this. You know, you introduce me to, I don't know, a franchise owner that owns four or five Chick-fil-A's mm-hmm. in McKinney or wherever you know, you have that personal connection, it's going to benefit them as well. They're going to save money. You don't have to put any money out of pocket. Uh, They're going to save money. So, and then you get a portion of the commissions. So I had this guy, uh, he actually works for an LED lighting company. And, um, you know, I signed him up to be a channel partner um, in our agreement, get 3% uh, of the entire deal. And he was like, yeah, Um, I have this, uh, this school that wants LED lights, but they can't afford it. Uh, you mm. know, it's, it can be up to millions, hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars to retrofit, I don't know, 10 plus buildings, school facilities, you know, uh, so they can't afford it. So I was like, oh, let's package all of our solutions and have them pay for it through the savings. There's no money out of pocket, whatever. Uh, the deal ended up being $2 million and we paid them $60,000 up front mm. commissions. Wow. Two of those a year. I mean, nobody, nobody yeah. doesn't have to work. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So it's like more targeted marketing targeted clients that you're looking for um so kind of having that 
a more specific idea of what you're actually looking for when you're going into networking that has really helped you guys yeah what it sounds like mm-hmm. so being being working smarter not harder essentially smarter. <laughs> yeah okay and then also have telling people how they're going to benefit from that relationship it sounds like that's a huge thing that really has helped you all just like saying okay well if you work with us this is how it's going to benefit you as well not just our you know so it's a it's a mutual beneficial relationship so absolutely is then that's yeah. i think that's the best way to do business right yeah. you can't just be one-sided Correct. and then we yeah. learn i mean share yeah. share the wealth yeah you know, share what we can and you know Absolutely. in the end it's going to pay off greater yeah. than it would have mm-hmm. if if we you know uh, budgeted people and you know took them to the limits um so yeah. it's pretty exciting absolutely well any last minute things you want to leave with the listeners tips for them on their entrepreneur journey things that you feel like personally just helped you in general as you've grown through this path you know with the development of your business um you know partnership from where you started in the restaurants to now anything that you think stands out that would help anybody Mm -hmm. i would say go out and and do the legwork (laughs) you know first of all do do the legwork um you know your your the thing that you're passionate about may seem far-fetched from where you're at in life right now uh, but there are steps in between that you can build uh, to towards your to, towards to reach your like personal goals and the things that you want to do um do it you know so did i realize that i was going to be in energy <laughs> i was about to ask you that right serving <laughs> that no i had no idea i didn't even think about that mm-hmm. um you know i have personally i don't i have a variety of passions i mean i, I want to do clothing company i mean uh, i don't know there's just all kinds of stuff um but you know, to me, this is just that one step. Take that, take that step. Um, let it, you know, take you to your next step personally. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, go find the next one. Uh, just keep moving. Just keep moving. Wake up. Be excited. Um, stay healthy. Just and, and have a positive mindset because life does change. You know, me coming from nothing with the family, uh, growing up, you know, lower middle class, almost poor. It's like, okay uh it's time for me to get to work so you know take take it into your own hands you can make your you can make a difference in your own life that's awesome so yeah you're just getting started it sounds like you want to be a serial entrepreneur as well and um you've got big dreams well thanks for um being a guest today oscar we really appreciate it and we're looking forward to hearing more about bridgeway solutions and the growth that you guys have coming awesome thank you for having me yes absolutely Okay, awesome. Welcome to the second episode of Double E Elevating Entrepreneurs. Today I am interviewing Oscar Lopez. Gomez. Gomez. Why did I say Lopez? That's my family. Really? Yeah. I was thinking Lopez. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's stop. Let's redo that. Welcome to the second episode of Double E Elevating Entrepreneurs. Today I have Oscar Gomez as a guest with Bridgeway Solutions. Thank you for joining us today, Oscar. Why don't you say hello to the audience? Hi, everybody. Thank you, Liz, for having me. Um, This is very exciting. Um, Talk about the company and things like that. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. So why don't you go ahead and introduce your business? So Bridgeway Solutions um, is essentially a company that helps different businesses become more effective with their energy solutions. 
Um, why don't you go ahead and get us a little bit deeper into what you guys do? Yeah, yeah, sure. So we realize that there's a problem out there um, that utility companies are profiting billions of dollars uh, from wasted electricity, gas, and water. Um, that's a problem. You know, they shouldn't be making that much money. <laughs> and that's also a problem for business owners because they're basically paying for utilities that they didn't even use. Uh, so we package a variety of uh, technologies together, put it into one program and offer it to uh, the customer or, or potential customers, business owners, whatever, uh, at no out of pocket cost. Uh, basically, we provide all the financing, uh, all the entire project planning from beginning to end. And, you know, within a month after we install all of our solutions, which we can go into detail later. Uh, the our our clients start seeing savings, reduced uh, usages, which translates into dollar savings. And all we want to do is share that saving, share those savings every month. Um, so let's say a uh, one of our clients owns I don't know, three four Chick Fil A's, right? There he's a franchisee owner, uh, and uh, there he's spending I don't know ten thousand dollars a month on electricity. We can bring that down to eight thousand uh, dollars because his consumption's lowered. We bring that down to eight thousand dollars, and that two thousand dollar difference is what we want to share with him, uh, him or her, right? Um, mm -hmm. So we it can be anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars, and then they see some savings as well, uh, dollar savings. That's awesome. And um, what got you guys into this business, or how has it grown um, since you've been a part of it? And what did you come from? Like, what's your background? So we got into this business um, uh, because uh, a variety of, uh, you know, my executives with me, uh, they had they come from different fields of expertise. One offers real estate expertise. One offers electricity uh, expertise for 20 plus years. Um, one, you know, does, uh, you know, networking, um, you know, and I personally came in. Uh, from Barton <laughs> and uh, some the CEO came into my restaurant, you know, because I've been bartending for eight years and uh, he came in and wanted me, wanted, saw, saw me talking to people and all that and wanted me to come do the sales part of it because they didn't have any strong salespeople yet. Uh, and, you know, so I came on and I worked my way up, you know, becoming a channel partner manager and, you know, helping with all kinds of things that I didn't realize that I'd be helping, whether it's marketing, um, you know, sales stuff, uh, operations stuff, um, you know, uh, research and development, uh, kind of teaching myself along the way, just being thrown to the wolves. So I got I, I got put in with these guys and, uh, you know, just took it, took it by, the, uh, by the tail and ran with it, <laughs> really. That's awesome. That's really cool. And uh, I definitely think that you guys are in a good industry, especially now with, you know, the current climate and situation with COVID. What are some things that have really helped you guys um, through this season? I know you said it's a hot commodity right now due to what's going on. So can you expand upon a little bit about what you mean there? Yeah. So, you know, with the whole pandemic, the COVID thing is happening, the lockdown and businesses being shut down, they lost a lot of money. Um, so, they need they're looking for ways to save, you know, how can we recoup that those dollars? So that's where we come in. Um, you know, they're more interested in learning about what we do uh, because there's no out-of-pocket cost. We provide all the solutions, make the buildings more efficient, and they start saving money immediately. Uh, so I, I think it really has propelled us uh, 
um, you know, with, with, you know, business owners being interested in saving money in this type of aspect. Right. So can you dive a little bit deeper into what solutions you guys provide? Yeah, yeah. So it ranges from, uh, you know, HVAC solutions, refrigeration solutions, LED lighting, irrigation. Um, you know, we will caulk windows if we have to seal mm-hmm. them up. If we have to, if that saves 1% of energy usage, right? Um, we'll tint windows if we have to. Um, we also have water solutions, natural gas solutions that uh, relates to the HVAC units. Uh, and to be specific, uh, you know, electricity is probably the biggest uh, impact that we can make mm-hmm. on a facility, especially with this conservation stuff, because there's so many solutions out there. I mean, smart thermostats, sensors for, you know, the lights turn off in bathrooms or hallways when nobody's uh, walking through. Um, we have seen the greatest impact, I think, with HVAC. Um, so one of our uh, smart controls that we have is that in- instead of having these units turn on and off at full capacity, you know, and then turning off, now it can turn on, you know, 50%, 25%, 75%. The unit is smarter. The fans are smarter. The motors are more efficient. Um, uh, and then refrigeration technologies are very similar as well. Um, you know, those units can turn on, turn off, slow down, speed up, uh, which can, saves an average of about 20 to 30% in electricity usage. And then we combine it with uh, some water and natural gas savings, just kind of bump it up a little further. And, and save even more. Would you say your biggest revenue uh, maker is electricity? That's where you get most of your clients from? I think so, because I think that's the most wasted. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are some practical tips? I mean, I know not everybody can afford your services, but for our listeners, what are some practical things that they can do to help the environment as well? So I know that's a big, that's a big purpose for you guys is making things more efficient, better for the economy, better for you know, the environment and things like that. So we personally don't want to change the behaviors and habits uh, of employees or people that are in, the, you know, using those facilities. We don't want to change the habits. There are companies out there that do that, but that's not what we want to do. Uh, we want people to run their businesses as, as usual, um, but these smart technologies are going to uh, help them use less electricity, gas and water uh, and, uh, and, of course, raise the value of their facilities. Um, you know, I, if I was going to give a tip, I mean, turn off the lights when you walk out of a room, yeah. <laughs> turn off the lights, um, you know, uh, do what you can to tint your windows. Um, you know, there's little things that people can do here and there, you know, uh, business owners or whatever can cock their own windows if they want. Right. But we, mm-hmm. we find those problems and just package it all together. Just one stop solution, you know, one stop shop. That's awesome. What has been one um, key element that has really helped you guys become successful and propel you to grow um, into your own company? What is one key thing? Um, I would say that uh, once we get people realizing that, you know, utility companies have way too much control and they're making way too much money, you Mm -hmm. know, from wasted utilities, it's a big eye opener. You know, Uh, we we make uh, we help business owners realize that 20 30 percent of their expense utility expense is going to utility companies when it doesn't have to mm-hmm. it can go straight back into their pockets they can reinvest it back into their businesses um you know and it benefits their employees it benefits their operations so that's awesome so kind of showing them the benefits as well mm-hmm. that's awesome so um are there any specific connections that you feel like have really helped you grow Um, y'all's business, any influencers that you've really connected to? And also, like, how do you recommend people do and build those connections? 
Um, so I would say um, our our most effective um, way of doing business and, and you know growing our business is building what we call channel partners. Uh, these channel partners are basically people that you know I, you know that are in similar industries. Maybe they're consultants or they own an HVAC company, LED lighting company, uh, and we bring them on and be like, hey, you know, let's offer your customers or you know your people, you know, our solutions, our program. And you get a piece of the cake, you get commissions off of it. Um, mm -hmm. I basically do all the, all the legwork, which I don't mind. <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. I know it's going to pay off. <laughs> um, so I, I think focusing, honing in on the uh, channel partner side of it rather than just inside sales and cold calling is just more effective. And it, it's helping us propel, propel our business forward and grow. That's awesome. Who do you guys look for when you make connections? And how do you go about finding those connections? So really, I mean, that that too is cold calling and social media and stuff. Uh, I'm a big proponent on LinkedIn, uh, you know, going on there and just looking who is a business consultant, who's an environmental consultant, um, who owns a facility services company, HVAC company, LED lighting company. Um, you know, there, especially LED lighting is a big one because there's a lot of small distributors of these. You know, I have one channel partner, this guy has a partner and they're very small uh, and, you know, it's hard for them to grow because the industry is, is uh, packed. So when we build our partnership and they can offer more than what their competitor, their L other LED lighting competitors can offer, it brings more value to their business as well. So really just focusing in on building channel partners because we realize that people have relationships already. You know, you don't have to do the old school cold calling, mm -hmm. um, you know, flipping through the yellow pages type thing. Let's use our internet. Let's utilize, um, you know, relationships that, that we already have, mutual connections. That's really smart. What are some um, key relationships that you guys have cultivated to help you guys propel and grow your business? And where do you guys see yourselves going in 2021? Uh, I think one of them um, is on the business side where we um, have built relationships with those companies that I talked to, I talked about earlier um and another one is actually having a, a, a customer base all right we have school districts that are running our program um, hotel companies that are running our program resorts um, churches uh, any type of commercial you know facility will benefit but we actually have those assets now uh, those customers right so you know when i'm trying to reach out to t-mobile right they have all these <laughs> t-mobiles they're like, oh, who else have you done mm -hmm. in the cell phone industry or whatever? You know, I can provide them information. So I think it was, uh, you know, jumping over that that that, uh, that roadblock of not having any background experience mm -hmm. of actually putting our program into effect has really made a difference. Okay, that's awesome. That's really good. What um, are there any specific books or podcasts or? influencers, maybe other entrepreneurs that you looked up to or your company looks up to that really helps you guys increase your sales, you know, um, and become more efficient as a company, anything that really clicked for you guys that really helped you? So there's so much content out there. I mean, there's so many books, sales books, uh, business you know, operations books. Um, just go out and read them. Get as many as you can and read them. Uh, specifically, we are reading uh, the 21 Laws of Leadership, and I believe it's 21 Laws of Teamwork as well. 
Um, we read that as a company together, kind of go over a workbook together, uh, and it's really helping us form our uh, our culture within our company. Uh, and it makes a difference because, you know, we understand that all of our goals are aligned, that we all bring something different to the table and together that we can make this happen. Um, you know, so and then and it, it's helping, too, because it, when we bring on new people and we grow, uh, we're going to be able to show them, you know, what kind of culture that we have. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to be the strict uptight. and Everybody has to wear a suit every single day. <laughs> You know, that's old school. Mm -hmm. Um, We want people to be relaxed and comfortable in their own skin. Um, And so I I think that's those are the couple books that I would recommend. But go out there and just get get something, you know, to -hmm. to grow your knowledge. Okay. And where do you see yourselves going in 2021 as a company? Uh, I see us doing anywhere between 10 to 20 million um, next year. Uh, which really isn't a lot uh, from the grand scheme of things, from what we have uh, potential to be. Um, you know, we can go up to, I don't know, 100 million, you know, billion dollar company um, is what we were actually evaluated as. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think within the next three years, we'll be in the we'll be worth a, a couple hundred million dollars. And. We'll see where we go from That's there. That's exciting. That's awesome. How do you feel about that? Is it pretty surreal because you kind of got in on the ground floor and have built it up? Like, how does that feel? It feels good. It really feels good. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, if I have any advice, uh, you know, for uh, young entrepreneurs or, you know, people that want to do stuff like this is like, Find a company that's like that, you know, that it's mm-hmm. smaller, it's a startup, mm-hmm. be a part of it, grow yourself in it, show the value that you have and mm-hmm. become one of the executives in the beginning, you know, because once it grows, you're already at the top. Um, a lot of my friends went to school for four, six years plus, you know, college, specifically four, six years plus mm-hmm. in college. And, you know, they got a job at Chase or Capital One or mm-hmm. something. And, you know, so you're just basically starting at the bottom. here. Right. You know, you're making money. All right. They're, they're paying your bills. But like. There's, it's going to be very hard to, you know, take that to the next level. Um, so find, find a group of people that want to put their minds together and grow something uh, to be a startup and, you know, invest yourself in it. That's awesome. And did you ever think that you would end up in energy? Absolutely. <laughs> Your not. background, it's no. a little, little different. <laughs> no, I was supposed to go play football. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Back in okay. 2012, I was supposed to go to Baylor, but. I was waking nice. up with creaks on my neck and oh, my lower back. And I had <laughs> You're to too young decision. for that. I know. So I made a decision and was like, no, I'm not playing anymore. I'm going to use my brain mentally, not physically anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. That's awesome. Very cool. So are there any specific um, areas that you guys want to get into in a company that you're not already in? Or do you feel like you guys already have the different energy markets and products that you guys want to specialize in? So this is definitely our flagship we're starting off as as a company. Okay. Uh, but we have already looked looked into uh, uh, 3D printing houses because uh, that huh. technology is there. Uh, it's possible. There's a company in Austin that does it. Um, but we're trying to partner with them, you know, to get one of those devices that they have 3D print houses, try hmm. to get it over here and build a community, 
right? Now we're building $350,000, $400,000 houses for $200,000, $250,000, and they're the most efficient. They come equipped with all of our solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another industry that we want to get into. I mean, real estate is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, I mean, it goes on. I mean, it goes off from there. I mean, engineering our own solutions um, that are more efficient and uh even investing in you know our team's individual projects i have a guy that likes fishing that we work <laughs> with he's an engineer he's a engineer one of mm-hmm. our engineers and he does all of our audits and he loves fishing and you know so one of his businesses is to uh develop uh i guess fishing lures and rods and all kinds of stuff and that's something else that we would you know once we start growing and we have more capital within we would invest in that mm-hmm. you know help him grow his so i think that's exciting we're a company that, that yeah. helps us grow together and individually as well. That's awesome. That's cool. So what is your specific like mission statement? Do you guys have a, a specific one that you guys promote? Mm, uh, because our name is Bridgeway, we promote, uh, you know, bridging the gap between customers and uh, cutting edge uh, energy efficiency solutions from around the world. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's we, are, really cool. we are the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's really, really cool. Well, any last, um, you know, inspirations you want to leave with the listeners, guidance for them, you know, starting out as an entrepreneur, um, you know, any anything, any tips or tricks that you feel like it would help anybody? Yeah, um, I would say that go out and do the work um, is probably my best, my best advice. Um, there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, whatever you consider work, go and do it. Um, you know, it's it's going to be long days or going to be, um, you know, days of uh, little to no sleep, um, but it will pay off. And if you're going to do it, you might as well do it young. You know, mm-hmm. you have more energy now. You, you know, you, you have your uh, your thrive is, is just a lot greater than it is than it will be when you're 40, 50. Right. You want to be able to be chilling on a yacht. <laughs> yeah. sailing the waves when you're 40 and 50 not not building a company then you know but mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's all in your own timeline right everybody has a different timeline whether you're going to get it or not just go out there and network with people build relationships you know be well known utilize social media for the right ways you know you don't you don't have to be following the the popular handbag Louis Vuitton and Gucci all day long. Um, You know, go follow the CEOs on LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. uh, the CFOs, learn from them, learn learn what they post, learn their schedule, you know, and if you get on that, you you will have higher chances of being successful. That's awesome. Yeah. And you said even you, I mean, you had to overcome a lot too, working two jobs initially to, to make this work, but it definitely seems like you think it's worth it, right? It's worth it in the end. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely worth it. It absolutely is. After working a 12-hour day, you know, doing this, building this business uh, during the day and then doing the restaurants and bartending at night, uh, you know, afterwards, you sit in your car for a little bit and your legs are throbbing, your mind's and you're tired, and it's like, you know what? It's going to pay off. Let me just go get some sleep and we'll do it again tomorrow. And sure enough, I mean, it, it'll get better for you. Yeah. Uh, it definitely did for me. Um, so I just stuck to it. And I think if people do the same thing, um, their lives are, will change. That's awesome. Do you think there was anything that really helped you push through when you had those tired moments? Uh, I just think that I'd, my why, um, that's another mm-hmm. advice too, is to, is, uh, know what your why is, 
you know why are you doing this why are you living like what is the point of your life like why mm-hmm. you know and you know my why uh was my parents and family um that was a big one uh, you know because i want them to be able to live a smoother life and better life and, and and just knowing your why and why you're doing what you're doing is really just going to make a difference and give you the energy it's going to give you the energy it's going to give you the motivation Stop looking at, you know, what other people are doing, you know. Um, I'll be working 12-hour day. At the end of it, I'll go on social media real quick right before bed. <laughs> my friends were at Concrete Cowboy getting auto <laughs> service and stuff like that. Right? Yeah, right. Um, but, you know, they they got their chance, right? They're getting their chance, and I'm getting my chance at a different time. Uh, mm-hmm. Sure enough, if I stick to my own goals, we're all going to meet up again. Right. Uh, don't, you know, don't be envious either. Don't be mm-hmm. jealous. Just appreciate that they're living a good life and that you're going to live a good life, too. And it's really going to make a difference in your energy levels and your motivation. That's awesome. What helps you during that time? Or like, I know it's hard, you know, some people comparing themselves to where their friends are or they're in a different plot, spot or they feel like, hey, they're getting more fun and I'm trying to grow and, and build my my business, my asset here. What really helps you kind of get through that, like associating with people like you or what has helped you through that? Um, I would say that uh, that has to do with, uh, I guess, my family, my siblings. Yeah, my family, my younger brother, younger sister, setting the goal, setting the standards of mm-hmm. you know where we're at in life and where we need to be um, as a family, and um, just think about that, um, and think about all the people that you can positively help in the future. Um, you know, knowing your own value. Uh, and that you can add value to other people's lives in the future um, will really just add add to that motivation. No, that's great. So just remembering, hey, this is going to matter more than mm-hmm. going out. <laughs> yeah. You know, this business is going to be more for your future. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but then there's also the balance. There's that yeah. balance of like, okay, you do need fun. You, yeah, I do you know, enjoy you need yourself. to work hard. You need to go up that level, but then you also need to enjoy it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I see a lot of people that that you know, are the, the pedal to the metal, full speed, just right. that's all I do is work, 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 but your life is passing. Like, mm-hmm. slow down for a second. Enjoy what you work for. Right. You know, that really makes a difference. That that eases your conscience. Like, it's actually, it is actually worth something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you are going to be able to go take trips and go on cruises and do the fun things that you really enjoy doing. So, um, enjoy it. That's awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on Double E. We enjoyed having you as our guest, um, Oscar with Bridgeway Solutions. And um, we look forward to following your journey of success. Yay. I'm excited. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Absolutely.